Hi, I'm Rachel Dillon. And I'm Marcus Dillon. And this podcast is Who's Really the Boss, where we highlight the joys and challenges of running a business with your spouse or family. Our mission is to strengthen families and businesses by helping listeners avoid the mistakes we have made so they can lead and live happily ever after. Welcome back to another episode of Who's Really the Boss podcast. Well, hey, thanks for having me back. Of course. I, I can't do it by myself, so you, you're kind of the if one. you did it. Maybe we need to, maybe we need to have guests, and then, and then maybe I wouldn't have to welcome you back. But I, I, think, I sure do enjoy having this time with you. I think we do have um, some invites out there, and people are are willing to talk. So we just gotta, we gotta build up our comfort level a little bit better before we uh, let others in on all the fun that's going on today. So all right. that's right. Every single, every single recording is a new uh, experience with microphones and cameras and uh, who's going to start the podcast. I mean, it's, yep. it's a challenge. And I like every, to just hit start and go and no <laughs> editing. And I'm sure all the listeners and viewers know that. So yeah, real and raw. I don't think that's a surprise. Yeah. All right. So today we're going to have a bigger conversation around a pain point that a lot of businesses, small businesses, most people are having, and that's around hiring, finding good people to bring into your business. And we felt that this was a timely conversation because we're in this season of growth and we are constantly hiring uh, for all the right reasons. And yeah, so it, it's going to be a great conversation. I know that this is going to be a multi-part. Hopefully we're going to get through one of the big ones on uh, where you find people, because the more the more business owners, more from firm owners I talk to, uh, they just think that there's this pool of people that they just haven't found yet. You know, it's like once I go find that magic website or that pool where they're all hanging out, like my <laughs> my uh, problems will be solved and all the candidates are the right candidates for the position that I need. So let's talk a little bit more about that um, and start unpacking it. Yes. So we're hoping for three parts uh, of this series on hassles of hiring. And this first one we're looking at, where do I find great people? I think really, what is it called or what are people calling it right now? Like the great exit or something? Uh, as well, it's people like the leaving? great resignation. The, the great know, resignation. That's been yeah. a few months now, like I would say maybe even a year or two, just because of what started with COVID and the work from home movement or work from anywhere movement, people started to, you know, really evaluate their current jobs and careers and see if there was more to life than what they were doing. Yeah. So that would be people who are already in the workforce potentially leaving the workforce and not really willing, right, to make lateral moves. So you weren't necessarily finding, um, you, you're not finding talent at other businesses, maybe that look very similar to yours because their work, their team is not really willing to leave that. Like they don't want to leave one bad situation to go into another yeah. bad situation is what they're feeling like, I think is pretty much the sentiment there. Um, but then also people talk a lot about the younger generation and how they don't want to work. 
Um, and that's something that I felt pretty sensitive to. One, because I like to tell everyone I'm still 29 years old. So I just lumped myself into that younger working category. Um, but also because we have daughters, 14 and 16, who will be jo joining the workforce and who are planning to attend college so that they can um, contribute in that way you know, to the world, to their community, to their family later on in life. And so I feel very sensitive when people say, you know, the young kids, they don't, they don't, nobody wants to work. There's no one to hire because nobody wants to work. Um, what are your feelings on that? Uh, I take, I take um, the younger generation comment to heart as well. I think uh, we are, <laughs> holding on to we have younger. Surpassed, we have surpassed um, that. Even if we claim it, we have surpassed yeah. it. Yeah. So you have the different generations, right? You have the boomers, you have X, Y, Z, millennials. Um, I don't really know. I think we're like on the edge of like really, really old millennials, really young. I don't know what that other generation before millennials is called, but I think we identify more with millennials than we do with any other generation. And we've built our business around that as well. We've got a ton of young people that work w alongside us. We're now on the, uh, uh, sad, but we're now on the older, <laughs> um, older side of the, the team. And so, yeah, we're bringing the average age up. Yeah. We're not, we're not, uh, insurance premiums that. are going up because of us. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, I, I think to your comment, you say people don't want to work. People, you know, the young generation does not want to work. The young generation doesn't want to work the way that you work or you used to work. And so I spent a lot of time with other business owners, other firm leaders, and I hear that a lot. Like they, they, they don't they don't work as hard or they don't want to put in the time, the effort. And it's like, I would challenge them to say, if you knew now what you knew back then and just the, the ways, the technology and things that we, we have, hopefully you wouldn't work the same way that you did 20, 30, 40 years back. And so that mindset also is preventing those people that are holding on to something that's no longer true to try to find a candidate or a, a team member that it's never, it's that it's a false reality. It's never going to exist the type of work or the type of employee that that person has in their mind. So as business owners, as firm leaders, we're the ones that have to evolve and that pool of candidates doesn't exist. I'm sorry to say there's, there's just, it's not out there. And so we have to change, we have to evolve and change how we work. And I think we've done a pretty good job of that. People hopefully notice that with us, um, but it wasn't always the case for us. And so we have been there where it's, we can't find candidates, you know, where do we go? Um, yeah, the, the, all the same places that they're they're shopping they're finding their people too is where we're going but because we're kind of open with some of the you know some of the unsaid language around effort and around 
you know, that you're just not really putting it, putting it in like I used to, that's not expected here. And, and our friends that run very similar businesses, it's the same, you know, we, we measure based on productivity and output, not on necessarily the input or the hours that go into your day. Yeah. So I think that, um, you know, just in general, the younger workforce, but really all of us, nobody, nobody, nobody wants the badge of honor anymore for essentially killing themselves every day, right? Nobody wants to be a martyr for their job, no matter their age, whether they've done it or not, whether they've gotten some pride of that achievement, nobody really wants to do that. And so, um, the younger generation, I guess, is just more vocal and that they're in a place where they can say they don't want to do that. They have some options. There are people who are offering different working environments. I mean, you could just be an influencer and work from anywhere and everywhere out of your house trying to get free stuff from people to, uh, you know, promote their products or services. And so they just have, they just have a lot of options on what they do and how they do it. But I think one common theme for all people is that, and we just had a conversation. So we have a previous episode, maybe that will air sometime around this about time that you, you want to spend your time doing something that's that matters. You want to add value in some way. So the effort that you're putting forth needs to be valuable to somebody. And it needs to be something that you yourself believe in, right? To be committed or to devoted to that um, activity. So, you know, whether you're getting paid for that or you're volunteering somewhere, right? You're doing it for the greater good rather than um, just for somebody I don't, I don't for a paycheck. I don't know. I think that that's the bigger thing is that it doesn't really matter what numbers are on that paycheck after a while. Initially it might matter, but after a while, when you realize what you're sacrificing to get those numbers, what you're doing to earn that money needs to, needs to have an impact. Yeah. We, we've been very fortunate to attract, to continue to attract the right team members and what we're seeing in the people that are coming alongside us and being a part of the team here is people are taking that shift from inputs to impact. And whenever they, the hours in their day are just a small piece of the puzzle and then they're done and they don't know really what happened to that puzzle or that consulting, compare that to actually being able to see that through to the finish line, having direct conversations with clients, have deeper impact on businesses and on families and go home a little bit more fulfilled. That's the piece that people are willing to take a chance on and actually change, make a, make a lateral move, if you will, um, in kind of our industry in the accounting industry. But, um, yeah, if we can't easily, communicate that, then they're less likely to make a move because they don't want to go from a bad situation to a similar situation. It's something that's just not as fulfilling. Um, they just rather stay where they're at or leave altogether and take their chances, I think. So, um, that's the, that's the trends that we're seeing specifically here. Um, you want to give a little bit of background on on our current team and maybe even some of our best clients, like where did 
they find their best team members? Yeah, um, so I'll speak for us first, for sure. Um, our best team members have come from people who are in some way connected to us. So whether they've been connected to us personally, connected to friends, family, um, people in the community, any, any type of um, a relationship that we have, and then it's kind of like a one, two, three degrees of separation have been um, kind of who we've been able to attract. They also a lot have um, are working parents. So people who worked previously, maybe stayed home with kids for a couple years and then wanted to return back. The biggest thing about that or the reason why I think that we have been able to attract or find people like that is the way that we've set up Dillon CPAs to operate where there is a pretty known or set schedule. There's a um, talked about and agreed upon time commitment for each person that we adhere to um, as best as possible throughout the entire year, where there's not huge spikes of, oh, I'm going to need you to work late every night for two months, or I'm going to need you to work every weekend for two months out of the year. They are able to commit time and make their family a priority and then also able to make an impact in the lives of our team and our clients as far as helping with the clients' businesses. Yeah, it's funny. I was talking to one of our team members that's been here about a year. She didn't go through a tax season with us and she is involved some on that tax um, side. And so I was just, you know, messaging with her this week. And when we interviewed her, it was very, we're, we're very transparent. Hey, give us 24 hours a week. That's the commitment between you and your family and, and our office, like, and that 24 hours, like that's what we're going to stick to. And something, something was said or communicated, probably just known from previous experience and firms she had worked at. She's like, I'm okay with 24 hours because I know that during tax season or busy season, that's going to put me at 40 to 50. And I'm okay with that. And we had to stop and say, like, what do you like? No, 24 hours means 24 hours, regardless of the time of year. And I messaged her the other day and I'm like, Hey, remember when we were having coffee, like our initial conversation and you said 24 equals 40 and all this. And I'm like, how's that going? And she's just, you know, said, ha ha, like that we actually hopefully are fulfilling that original promise that we made to her and her family um, was having coffee with another friend of mine. That's uh, an owner in a CPA firm this morning and in a very similar conversation, she worked part-time in a firm 25 hours a week during tax season. It was expected. It was 50 to 60 hours a week. And then she explained like her last tax season at that firm where it was 50 to 60 plus a special project that came on her desk. The last, four to six weeks of that busy time already. And she was putting in 90 hours a week and you, there's just some type of disconnect. And, you know, as, as an industry, us as a whole, we have to be better. We have to want better. And then also as small business owners, we have to really be respectful of that relationship that we have with that team member, because it's not, 
that's not sustainable. That's not. So before you can really complain and say, where are these people? Um, you have to get realistic in what your expectations are of what work really looks like ongoing. Yeah. And so, um, as far as for our clients, Marcus, do you want to talk more about that, where they've been successful in hiring? Does it look like ours? Is that where most people find their best employees is through, um, like referrals or relationships that you have with people? I think that's hands down. Um, the, the usually leads to the best and it could be awkward and you have to approach that situation with care, but usually they both come into that employment relationship a little better educated on the person that they're going to be, be working alongside. And soft skills are so needed today. Um, you know, and, and even like who we hire, we hire mainly based on soft skills and we can ultimately teach the technical aspect of that person's job. And so the experience that we look for um, is really, can you, can you carry on a conversation? Would I want to hang out with you on a beach in Mexico or go to dinner with you and your spouse? <laughs> and so a lot of that goes alongside with, if you like the people that you're doing life with at the office, it's going to be a much more, you know, much more pleasant experience in life overall. And so, um, People, people get it wrong, I think, sometimes, especially in the uh, in our world. Like, you know, the, the people I talk to, they're like, I need to find a CPA or somebody with this technical expertise, and I'm not finding these people. And it's like, man, I could, it's probably not, I could care less if you're a CPA or not. Like, if you have, like, more power to you, you did exactly what I did, and you passed the test, and you achieved it. Great job. And the same can be said for like a college degree, but so much of so much of what you're going to do on a daily basis is learned outside of a test or a degree path. Um, and that's what I, as a small business owner, that's what I want. I want that part of you that can't be taught that it's either natural or learned, um, through just experience. It's not taught in a classroom setting or a review setting. So, um, but I would say that most of our small businesses are the exact same. Um, you know, I look back at the clients that we're actually onboarding right now. Um, Chris and Hope are doing an excellent job. They've had a great start to the year. And I think of just the six people that are being onboarded the last two months. And those businesses are very similar, like different industry, similar makeup to ours. It's probably spouses that work in the business, maybe officially and or not. And then very small teams, like less than 20 people. And they've probably found those team members through word of mouth referral, friends from church, Facebook, um, relatives, other family members. Um, so I think, I think that's the, the piece that most of our most of our clients fit in. Yeah. And then some of the, um, I'll say challenges, I think are struggles of hiring that we've had. We, it hasn't been all, um, sunshine and rainbows as far as us hiring, um, and retaining team members. And so I know that the ones 
we have tried a lot of different things as far as from a hiring standpoint to make sure that we are getting the right people when it is a situation that we don't know this person. So maybe we found them through LinkedIn or through um, like a online advertisement or something that we had an open position. And so we did have a test of some sort that kind of looked at critical thinking um, and other things. And even that is, hasn't been fail proof for us. And so um, I think it, I think some things can be helpful and red flags can be seen and pointed out ahead of time, but really just getting to know that person and taking your time. Um, who is it? Uh, Ramsey, Dave Ramsey, that has like a very long hiring process before they join his team. I want to say, is it three months or am I yeah. making that it, too it's, long? It's pretty but long. It, it's a long time from like initial conversation. I think it's three months until they maybe start within the company or something like that. Our process is definitely not that long. We don't, we haven't, we haven't set ourselves up yet to be able to go through that type of, um, I guess, background information and getting to know that person and all of those kinds of things, but um, definitely hiring slowly and making sure that both people, um, the prospective team member and and us, that we're as educated and knowledgeable and open about that person, their desires, their level of commitment, what they want to contribute. and also that the candidate knows exactly what's expected of them from from us, from our team, from our clients. Yeah, we've always and in clients especially too. It's always, hey, fire, um, well, hire slow and fire quick. And um, I recently heard in the in the in the talent pool kind of war on talent that we're in. Um, I heard someone say that you almost have to hire faster than you ever have. And I kind of push back on that mentally because I don't want to make a mistake. And that's another person Mm -hmm. on the other side. So if it's not going to be a right fit, just from a timing perspective, I'd rather pass on that just because I'm hiring for the long term, and I want them to be a part of the team as long as they want to be a part of the team. And hopefully that's years, not months. And so, um, you know, I think we all get caught up in this immediate need to hire somebody and you probably owe it to yourself. You definitely owe it to that other person to take time and get into that relationship the right way than to rush into it. And, um, you know, this conversation I had this morning with, uh, my friend, I asked her, I said, you know, is it y'all are feeling kind of the burden of, you know, extra hours at this time of year is it all comes down to capacity. So is it you have too few team members or you have too many clients? And so that's ultimately what drives your time in our world. And she was like, you know, I think we have too many clients and we have some clients that just aren't the right fit. They were good at a certain point and then we've kind of changed. And I think it's time that we evaluate that. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that helps kind of limit your team size to where you're just bringing the best people. You're making sure that the, or the existing team, their days are good days filled with the best clients. And so, um, you know, obviously we've done that plenty of times and um, just continue to evaluate who we're serving. And even though 
it may be an awkward conversation. Um, we do that with intention because we want, we want our team one to be so fulfilled. And then two, we want to make sure that if we're not the right fit for that, that client in the present, that, that they are being served by the, by the best appropriate person. So, um, but yeah, the, the higher, higher, slow and fire fast, that's going to be ingrained, um, no matter how much, how many resumes or how, what the talent pool looks like, that's going to be here to stay. Yeah. And something that you said, as far as feeling, um, feeling pressured to hire quickly because you've, you've, you've gotten to a point, maybe a team member did leave for some reason, or you, um, are fortunate enough to have more clients or more work from the clients that you have, and you need somebody quickly. Um, something that we have explored and done and embraced, which took some convincing, you mentioned before that you do have to sell me on a lot of things first before you have to convince anybody else, um, was if the right person comes along, whether we have the position open at that time or not, we need to really explore and evaluate how could we get that person on our team, you know, at that time. So if that, if it's the right person and it doesn't make sense today, but maybe it's going to make sense or it could make sense, or perhaps if you had that person, you could then do or provide more, um, from your business, then that's really something that you should explore and look for ways to be able to bring that person onto your team. That way, just like you were talking about capacity, then you do have the capacity in case someone does leave or in case you do have an influx of clients or work that was unexpected, you have the right person because, um, finding a match as far as values and personality and availability and commitment to, you know, the vision or mission of the organization, that's huge. And that's hard to find somebody who checks all of those boxes. So I would caution anyone to pass on some, on someone who checks all the boxes, just because you don't currently have that position available. I think it's worth it to find a way to make a position in order to have them on your team, if it's going to make your team stronger. Yeah. As an entrepreneur, I'm going to hire that person or two people every time. And I know that I'll even maybe take a pay cut. I'll turn my payroll off to pay the other person because in the grand scheme of things, like I know I, I have confidence that I'm going to go out and I can get the right amount of clients. If I really want that person on the bus and I see a future there, I'm going to take that risk. And I think most clients, would be the same way, um, not, not risk averse because they are already, uh, in business. Um, so they've kind of taken that leap, but, um, yeah, it's, if you find the right person, you better take the chance and, and go after them. So, um, you know, a shift in, in probably both of our minds, uh, over the last few years is going from like a business owner, um, to more of an employer. And I, I view a lot of different um, a lot of different conversations as like an employer hat versus an owner hat and an owner, you may do things that only benefit you, um, and provide for your improved situation, whether that's financial situation or time. Um, but as, as we've been successful in growing, um, I think part of that was really shifting over to like, as an employer, 
what what would be the right answer? What would be the right approach? And uh, you know, I think we're going down the right path. We do we do have struggles. We do have challenges that we need to address, and a lot of those is surrounding benefits and making sure that everybody's on the right page there, and um, making sure that people are just obviously very healthy from a time commitment continues to be a challenge. And so, um, but yeah, I think that's, that's been a huge one for us. So, um, but I would, I would encourage or even challenge people to kind of take that same mindset whenever, whenever a team is involved. Yeah. So I think the last, uh, the last bit of our conversation today can be spent on, okay, where do we find these people? So we talked through, you know, who, who are our best employees and how did we find them? We talked through some struggles that we've gone through or some challenges as far as hiring and some best practices around hiring. When you find good talent, get them on your team, <laughs> whatever it takes, get them on your team. Um, and then really the last part about, okay, where do we find people going forward? And one huge thing that has made finding people to be part of our team that's made it easier for us is creating a great place to work. So if you wouldn't want to work there, other people don't want to work there. If you wouldn't want to work there and your team members don't want to work there, they're not going to tell other people to come work with them, right? They're not going to invite people into their misery. So I think that's one huge thing is that we have created um, a great place for people to to work a great place for people to join and be part of a team um, and really build some good friendships and relationships on our team. What are some, what are some other ways um, to find good people? I mean, obviously with the team, we incentivize them to introduce, introduce potential new hires. So they have a financial incentive to do that as well. Um, they have to be here a certain amount of days and you know, if you, the new hire, yeah, correct. Yeah. And if you bring that person on the bus, you may have to be the one that fires them. Uh, even though <laughs> you have to be willing, yeah. you just have to be willing to do it. You probably won't have to do it, but you have yeah. to be willing to do it if it comes to that. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's, that's one little incentive. LinkedIn's work worked well for us. Um, as far as certain high level, um, just, attraction to the uh the business and what it hopefully provides a great platform for a little bit of insight on who we are and what we believe in um i know that you always want to put your best face forward but hopefully um, that's truly who we are um and it comes through friends you know consistently when we have a job posting and it makes its way to facebook or something they you know our best friends share that and you know, they say, if, if I were in this industry, you know, if they would hire me, this is where I'd want to work. And we've had plenty of friends that are in different industries that say, when I retire from this one, I want to come work for y'all. And, um, you know, it's kind of one of those, like, come on over, we'll, we'll figure out where you can fit, um, and go from there. Yeah, absolutely. But well, what else, what else, what else, what do we leave out? What haven't we covered um, as far as where do we find people that want to work? Yeah. The only other thing I would kind of add to this conversation is we are, we're in this project uh, right now uh, behind the scenes with Noah and we are investing some, some dollars, some, some budget into a video campaign and it's not even a video campaign aimed at, 
prospective clients. It's more everything we do now is aimed at prospective team members. And, um, you know, I, I feel that if we, if we create a good team and a great culture, the, the clients, the work will naturally fit. And, um, yeah, this may sound bad, but you know, it's like that commercial where it's like the happy hens, people want to buy the, the eggs from the happy hens because they were happy, or at least they thought they were happy. And so if we have great people that are happy and enjoying their career serving clients that will spread like a wildfire and people will want to be a part of that from a client perspective. So we are spending dollars with Noah really to just be noticed one from a potential, um, potential workforce, like just to attract future team members, um, on why we're just a little bit different and what we believe in. And, um, so yeah, you know, that, that's more aimed specifically at recruiting and that's just the position we're in. Like we are in a full-time recruitment mode, um, because we are a growing business and I would encourage, you know, the other small businesses that are out there to kind of, um, you know, develop that same mindset that if you don't need them now, you're eventually going to need them and you got to plant seeds while it makes sense. So that's, yeah, that's really good. Once you've created that great place, you need to highlight that and use uh, technology, use social media to your advantage. So make sure that you're not just creating a great place to work and keeping it a secret. Share that out. So share that out on social media, uh, LinkedIn, on your website, uh, how, wherever you can get that out. People love to see what other people are doing. And even if you don't have like a really polished um business social media account, even your personal social media account. Again, that's where we found our best employees was through connections that we've known, you know, from a friend of a friend or a neighbor, church, anything like that. So make sure that you don't keep all the great things that you're doing a secret. Make sure you share those and highlight those. And social media gets things out and across the country uh, quickly. So you have a much bigger spread rather than, you know, just keeping something internal. Yeah. You're exactly spot on. So, all right. Well, that was a, I don't know that we left anybody. We didn't share where the secret pool of candidates are that we get our people from, but maybe, uh, maybe we'll keep going to that pool to find That's really right. good people. They need to come back for episodes, uh, two and three of this series, parts two and three, and, uh, maybe then we'll give the address. All right. Where well, to find them. That sounds like a fun episode then. All right. See you next time. All right. Thanks for hanging with us to the end of another episode. If you have thoughts, comments, or feedback you would like to share, please leave us a comment or review on your favorite podcast listening platform. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. Join us again next week for another great conversation.